Hello and welcome back to the Corridor Cast. This podcast has officially become a podcast where we sit around, drink some of our favorite beer, and talk about things that interest us. So welcome back. Um, I'm glad you guys are here. Uh, at the table today, we've got Ren. Hey, how's it going? We've got Hello. Nico. Hi. We've got Sam. I'm Sam. And you've got Jake. That's me. Hi. Hey. Hi. Um, wow. Talking? Nico, you look sleepy. Why? I don't know. You just do. Is this is this the first topic? Nico, you look <laughs> terrible. Why are you all attacking me? All right. Well, I'm amazed because we were on the roof uh, the whole is, day shooting. Uh, is that why? Shooting Matrix BBs. Yeah. The question Dude, was: The can, sun can take it out of you. Can you dodge a bullet the way Neo does in the Matrix when he like whips himself back and does limbo and the bullets fly by? Uh, turns out the answer is yes. It's very easy to dodge bullets like that. We thought we were gonna get shot up the whole time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I know these got a little kick to them. <laughs> It went everywhere. Anyways, so it's very easy. Spoilers. Uh, turns out I can totally dodge bullets, and I am the one. Wow. Yeah, we're, you can check out the video on Node, by the way. I heard you point. yelling Trinity's name. It'll be out probably the same day as this podcast. Oh, so, yeah? Yeah. Head on over to Node if you guys haven't seen that episode already. Yeah. You guys want to talk about Node? Um, <laughs> to open the podcast? We will talk about that. Uh, I've got no problem talking about that, but this isn't the forum for it. <laughs> um so can I just say that these are like the biggest beer cans I've ever seen. They are and big. By the way, they're 25 ounces in yes, a can. Yes. And today's sponsor, our lovely sponsor, is not the beer that we're drinking. It is Storyblocks, you guys. Thank you Storyblocks for sponsoring this video. It's your one-stop shop for all your video asset needs. If you guys need a stock video asset, consider Storyblocks more on them later, right? Just big thanks and it's not the beer. I know. That's unfortunate. We wish that it was the beer, but I'm happy to have any sponsor. So thank Thanks, you, Storyblocks. Storyblocks. Yeah. Um, Cheer, I, cheers to Storyblocks. <laughs> cheers. With, cheers with the beers. Cheers to Storyblocks. I, I have used Storyblocks on so many videos at this point. Mm -hmm. Like countless videos, hundreds, millions even. What that's, why they're, that's why they're our sponsor. Yeah. Can you imagine going out and just taking shots and hoping that someday somebody will find that one shot useful? I do that. I actually... <laughs> really frequently. That's how Sam put his down payment on his house. Little do we know, every evening when I he took these out shots of, here, of he like goes out and he Jake wearing a Master it. Chief costume and Nico wearing like a <laughs> those are random shots. Mario, <laughs> those are random shots though. And uh, just oh, hey, do what? You think, do you think we'll ever get what? Jake back into a Master Not Chief random? costume? <laughs> okay, well i i did I did get in the undersuit for the Master Chief costume True, for Iron Man for the Iron Man thing we just did. And you and thought those days are behind you. Well, I'm willing to do it for Squarespace, um, <laughs> just because they're great. But anyways, um, anyways. That's, that suit has seen some weather. It has some internal weather. <laughs> some internal weather. <laughs> I remember you pouring it's this storm. Like, it's the actual true storm <laughs> on the inside. There was this one day we were filming outside. It was for Game Heroes versus Comic Book Heroes. That was yeah. like Ren's first video that he directed yeah. for the channel. Jake was Master Chief, of course. Yeah, that was five years ago. So there's a leather suit that you wear underneath the the, the armor. It's like a solid leather suit. It's plastic. It's a fake it's leather. Plastic. It's, <laughs> it's, it's waterproof. It's a body body glove. So Jake <laughs> is like, you know, he's doing his thing. He's trucking along. And he's like, okay, I need a quick break. And I'm like, okay. And he goes off to the side, takes his boots off, and he pours out a cup of water from each boot. And that was all sweat that had collected in the leather suit and then ran all the way down his legs Ugh. and out the ankles. It's the <laughs> grossest thing. I've ever seen. I put that suit on for an hour to film that thing yesterday or two days ago, and the shirt that I had on 
was completely <laughs> soaked. Completely also, soaked, yeah. the AC was broken. It was it was as if <laughs> somebody was, had yeah, thrown it into a bathtub full of water and then pulled it out and just like threw it back on my shoulder. That really reminds me of my mascot days. Have I told you guys? I've told you guys the my mascot stories. I was a mascot in college. Yeah, really. Tell us more. Yeah. Well, okay. So it's like more. It, it, this is from you the University of Portland, and there is this mascot called Wally Pilot. He basically looked like a giant fake version of Jay Leno with this huge silicone head and this huge butt chin. Uh-huh. So like we'd be dancing around. Uh, I had uh, one of my best friends and I, we would trade off at halftime on basketball games, and <laughs> you'd always try to change into the suit as fast as you could because they were soaking wet, and you wanted to get in before the sweat cooled off because cold sweat is significantly so worse than uh, warm sweat. So yeah, anyway, we ended up doing really good, and meanwhile, sweat's pouring down your head and just filling up that butt chin, so and it's just like you have this reservoir. Yeah, that's actually me on the right there. That right. is legitimately me. Christian, what's this guy oh called? God. Wally Pilot. Can you Wally, pull up Wally Pilot? Wally Pilot. He, he was a very, very <laughs> creepy looking mascot back in the day. Yeah, but he looks like they, he was in like, the village people or something. Uh, yeah, so I ended up uh, having so much sweat in this chin. and that. Uh, Are any of these you, Ren? Yeah, probably several of those. Uh, that's Yeah, that's probably me there at the top. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, they since redesigned him. And you can see on the top right there, that's the redesign. I've never That was after I graduated. Anyway... We stormed the the court after we won a big important basketball game in this uh his name is Luke Sigma and he grabbed me in a bear hug and then shook me like a salt shaker just up and down and meanwhile all that sweat that had accumulated from both my friend and I over the course of this two or three hour game is splashing up on my face and my mouth and I'm just like oh, oh, oh. and if anyone ever has any video of that game you can see like I'm all excited with everyone else as we storm the court and then I get shaken up and down and I just slowly walk off the court not caring about any more celebrations after that. It accumulated into the chin. Well yeah it just drips off of your face and into the chin. You're a little Two pools, two pools, two pools of sweat. Oh my god! Ugh. There was there was some pretty awful sweaty days in that suit, especially oh, yeah. when my friend left it in his trunk all weekend in the sun and just baked. Oh. And then we had to get in it. Yeah, that's, that's anyway. gross. Um, okay, cool well, story, there's sweaty a couple, stories. There's a couple things that have been going on <laughs> since we last chatted. Um, so uh, I, I found a couple things. Um, now, this video came out a while ago, but I saw it for the first time, and maybe you guys haven't seen it yet. Did you know that um, the Boston Dynamics dog spot? Mm. Did, you, did you know the you, you, you know the design, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The, a little spot? Yeah, he can now haul trucks. Trucks? I yeah, love trucks. look at this. So in this video... Now, just, is I, it a group of spots, or is it yes, just him? It's, it's like it's like Rudolph and the 12 <laughs> Santa's reindeer, and they're all harnessed up, and they're hauling basically a a moving truck. Uh, wow, they built a lot of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They've, they've There's like tons. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Well, I had heard that nine, they're going to start selling them soon. It's Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Blixen. There's, t- there's 10 Rudolph. Boston dogs <laughs> drinking a, a blue semi-truck. It says Boston Dynamics on it. So, yeah, lot. food for thought for the next video. Um, yeah, I know, right? Dude, Boston Dynamics 3. Yeah. We already shot the second one. Yeah, how's that going, Sam? Uh, Great. It's awesome, and it's going to be way cooler and creepier than the first one. Creepier how? Um, Well... The robot has a gun. The robot has a gun. The entire time. And it's kind of like, the first one was like, hey, it's funny, because it's Boston Dynamics. And then we read the comments for it, and everyone was like, wow, this is kind of weird and scary, and you shouldn't beat up robots. It's cruel. And we're like, oh, yeah? You haven't seen anything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be real. 
Those are military developments yeah. for those robots. Exactly. Right. And that's the thing, because the first video was very well received by the guys at Boston Dynamics. Yeah. You know, they liked it. And so we're like, oh, man, I hope we really don't make them angry by doing this. But that's like, yeah, you're right. They, they're, already, they're already doing it. They're going to they're gonna love it. They're going to love it. Yeah, Boston Dynamics is owned by SoftBank, which is a Korean uh, robotics company. Hmm. Speaking of other things in robotics, Ren, I'm glad you mentioned it. Um, oh. Robots. Yeah, researchers. Robots. This just in, guys. Researchers in Japan have made a robotic tail for humans. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Finally. So, is this what they used on the check Cats this movie? Out. Researchers from the Kiyo Ki- mm-hmm. University in Japan have created a robotic tail for humans that's Wait. designed to assist in balance maintenance, known as ARC. This is a biometric Wait. wearable robot tail oh, it's really for that is built what? to offset imbalances produced by movement. Oh, that's pretty cool, actually. Okay, I'm actually really intrigued because that's the biggest thing. It's not just like, thing. hey, I want to be a cat girl. It's like, hey, no. this is actually, that's really neat, actually. Yeah, and it provides, uh, like, touch simulation, haptic feedback to the wearer. Touch simulation? Um, you know, like in a... Like sensory... Someone sensory, touches your yeah, tail details. and it goes like, Wah! And like, no, you, like, you touch a cat's tail and it goes, Wah! Like, <laughs> like, from what I understand, it's like... Um, um, oh, I can't climb the stairs. I've only had a tail. It gives you vibration. <laughs> like tell you it's like an infomercial. Doing. Yeah, we're watching a little video okay. right now, just for those of you not watching on video. Can't and climb the stairs. <laughs> it's like an infomercial. It shows a guy like stumbling up the stairs with an Amazon package. And yeah. It's like, unlike the human body, several vertebrate animals rely on their tail passively for balance. I yeah. mean, I already have pretty decent balance, but I can see myself having way better balance if I had a tail. So what? Oh, yeah. Oh, for a second, it looked like that was on the front. <laughs> <laughs> Sam. <laughs> so it it's really interesting because it functions it on its own and it, and it offsets imbalances on its own. Hmm. Um, That's pretty sweet. Yeah, I'd totally wear that once. So <laughs> at least to try it. Do you think that they're going to incorporate these into like um, soldier suits and stuff? Ooh, I doubt it. Only if they have like knives at the end or something, just, or just guns. A, a mace at the end. Oh yeah, like a spiked ball. Yeah, soldiers don't called? need better balance. So they, they just have need tail to carry up? more weight. So they they've got like exoskeletons coming their way rather than yeah exotails. <laughs> so you don't think this? Like you don't the, think there's a military application for this? I I, I mean, fail to see sense, one, but like maybe ninjas. I mean, in the same sense, there's a military application for shoes, as in like it's you know they let you walk Nico, easier. I, <laughs> ninjas. You're comparing a ninjas. robotic. Tail, R- tail. <laughs> Hard words. Hard words. I, I, I honestly, I think, I think, yeah, ninjas would really benefit from it because they don't wear a lot Sounds of armor. Right. Ninjas. And military they to, application. They have to crouch and kneel and lean forwards frequently. But ninjas aren't a viable military option these days. I know what this lets you do is it lets you do the Naruto run with your arms straight backwards <laughs> because usually you need your arms to like counter the like. You know, torque of your body swinging left and right, but now the tail can do that. So your arms can just stay straight back for maximum aerodynamic efficiency. That's very true. And you can lean forward all the way, and you can run right into Area 51. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why. <laughs> well, like, seriously, the Naruto run, it's like you can only do it if you're running at a certain velocity, which is counteracting, like, you know, you from falling forwards. Yeah. And mm. mo- the average human can't run as fast as it's required to Naruto run properly. By, so like, an tail, order of magnitude. Yeah, so this tail is the only thing that's going to, that's standing. So that's why it was developed. Yes. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> well, we'll see. No, I'm glad this stuff is being developed because th- oftentimes the people who are actually developing this stuff have no idea how it's going to end up being applied in in practice, you know? They just like like we created this new technology and it's up to someone else to actually figure out ways to use it. Yeah. Right. That's what all research so, is about. Yeah. Ultimately. So these guys built a tail, Boston Dynamics made Santa's reindeer, but they don't <laughs> know what they're going to be used for. Yeah. Maybe they should give the dog the tail. 
you think we can get a brand deal with Boston Dynamics to get a dog? Ah, that would no way would they give us one. Hey, hey, you know how probably under such those are probably under such such strict. They're selling them. They're selling them. They're They're starting. They're they're going to to start selling them soon. You could like pre-order them. I don't think they. (laughs) They're like two grand, I think. Right? I don't think they've listed a price. No, they're like probably. That's it. I don't think they've listed a price. Yeah, I don't know. They're probably a lot of money. I would. I, I'm willing to bet they're probably super expensive. You know how many they would have to manufacture to get the price down to two grand? I don't know. Like there's, a, there's a YouTuber making his own more Boston than Dynamics dog using open source software and hardware. He's 3D printing all the parts. It's pretty cool. I think it's called like Open Dog Project. Huh. Uh, I forget the YouTuber's name though. He has some cool videos. They're just long and nerdy. Wow. Long and nerdy. In other news about <laughs> losing about, uh, about losing money on research. Um, this one. Uh, this one. Do these segues today, by the way. I know. My segues are fantastic today. But basically, the question that I want to ask is, is the following something that you think government spending should actually be used for? Because it's a pretty oh. interesting thing. So take this take this for what it's worth here. Alphabet's DeepMind AI research okay, has, lost, has come at a loss to Alphabet uh, each of the last three years. Um, uh, with a 500, with the research program taking a $570 million loss last year. Wow. Now their, their mission is to create human level AI. Okay. And, um, the reason why it's so expensive is because they have to hire expensive researchers and data scientists, um, without being able to generate any significant revenue. Yeah. Now they're also competing with Amazon, Apple, Facebook. They're all locked in this expensive battle. Um, to create human-like AI and with the goal that these will eventually be self-learning and can transform industries and all the stuff, the good right, stuff that yeah. would come with that. So, so here's the thing for me. None, nothing about this seems unusual. Like, the totally losses. makes sense yeah. that they are pouring tons and tons of money into Because it's a bit of like a cold race right now. Right. Uh, cold war race. It's like, you know, between Amazon, Facebook, and and. Microsoft and Alphabet, aka Google, uh, they're all, you know, whoever ends up coming up with the very first, like, super intelligence is going to win. Okay, but, 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 but look, look, DeepMind spent $483 million on around 700 employees. That's $690,000 per employee. Okay. And, well, they're but probably that, spending I mean, more than that per. Wait, is that how much they actually spend specifically on payroll? Well, that's, what the, that, that's what that's, it says in the that's uh, what it release. Says. That's what it I doubt says. they're paying each of their technicians well, here, here, 690 grand I wouldn't be surprised because those, those engineers are in such huge demand to, of being like poached by all these other companies. They all want these people, researchers yeah. I guess whatnot. it's possible. It's like, I mean, this seems like normal supply and demand to me. Well, there's probably it, some executives that are making like 5 million, 10 probably, million, yeah. 1 million. And there's like probably a lot, like every other engineer is probably making like three to 400 grand. I don't know. I have I have a few friends who work, who work at Google and they they, they make bank. <laughs> so like just regular so run-of-the-mill do you engineers. Think, do you think that, I mean, this is a perfect example of a private industry trying to develop the next layer of their technology that will eventually turn around and benefit basically every modern industry in America. Uh, actually, I've oh. been thinking about something for a long time here, and you just opened up that can of beans. Okay. Ooh. Uh, the algorithm doesn't work for you or any user. The algorithm always works for the company. So that AI is not going to benefit any individual. That AI is going to benefit the company. 
the, yeah. the algorithm on YouTube is not there to give you the best viewing experience you can possibly have. That of algorithm on YouTube not. is there to give make them the most money they possibly can have, or whatever other metric they're going <clears throat> yeah. for. Well, so, but I, doesn't it make sense then that they're going to pour all that money into it to benefit themselves? Oh, 100%. So it's like, but you don't you don't think that there's like benefits that other industries and other companies will see? Obviously, there are. I feel like we have all benefited by proxy. We have yeah, all benefited I mean, quality of life by proxy. This, from this is the tricky thing. You're kind of right. There are there are benefits that we're going to see, but I'm just. The deeper we get into this rabbit hole of like technology, the more I see that like these quote unquote benefits are just as much being marred by like their exploitation for very specific things and their control by very specific groups, very specific goals. It's just like, it's like I said earlier, like the death of virality. There's no such thing as a viral video anymore. Well, once I in a while, once with that. in a while there is, but not nearly to the tune it used to be because every single network that people share their content on has now locked it down so you can't share the content out of that network. So in True. other words, okay. you it's very very hard to go viral off a platform because Facebook mm-hmm. doesn't let you post YouTube videos, YouTube doesn't let you post Facebook videos, mm-hmm. Instagram doesn't let you post tweets. Like, you know, they're they're not going to let you do that. So Yeah. But what does that have to do with this? What it has to do with this is that cool, Google's developing a great AI and they're going to use it for their purposes and hopefully their purposes are good and honest and lead to a benefit for everybody, but it could also just as much lead to them using it to manipulate things the way they want to, yeah. which is exactly how they're using YouTube. Like, this big blast of content you have on YouTube right now is because of what they are making to get themselves more ad revenue yeah, and more money. Yeah, but, ob- I mean, okay, obviously... They're a for-profit business, so obviously they're not just going to do anything for charity's sake. But at the same time, I don't think it's fair to just say like, "Well, they're only going to do things that benefit them." Yes, they're going to they're going to they're going to do things that are aimed to benefit them. But I don't think, but the way that they benefit themselves, as they've shown with the entire Google suite, as they've shown with YouTube, Google services, Google Analytics, there's other applications for all of those services. That yes, benefit them, but also benefit all these other businesses. I mean, our business wouldn't exist if it wouldn't True. if it wouldn't be for, in part, for Google. And likewise, on the flip side of that, this advancement in AI wouldn't exist if Google wasn't investing billions of dollars into it. You know, yeah, it's not exactly, like somebody else is exactly. going to go out and make it instead. But I think just it's a cautionary tale. <laughs> it brings up the whole like thing with copyright. You know, it's like copyright's been what extended to the death of the artist plus seventy years. It's just we have to make sure that patent law and technology law has expirations, appropriate expirations on things, so that at a certain point, stuff that's been created has been profited from, people see the return on their investment, and then finally everybody else gets a profit from it as well. Well, of course, but that's why I'm suggesting like maybe this is the perfect thing for for governmental assistance uh, in the sense of like subsidies to support this kind of research. Would that be fair to, I don't know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm really one to not have government assistance and subsidies for things but i don't think it needs it yeah i don't think i it mean either. I, well i mean they did just, the same thing with like the railroads and like well, a bunch okay, of the yeah, big the, well, engineering those are, projects those are, throughout humanity sure but well, those are um, things the highway system those things that serve this, the public though but the yeah. ai race is yeah. happening regardless of of any assistance from the government like that is gonna because these these companies facebook etc they want to be on top of the ai game and they're gonna you know spend as much money as they need to to get there I don't think the subsidies will help that. You know, railroads, for instance, like without the subsidies, the railroads probably wouldn't have gotten off the ground. Well, yeah, right. I, I, exactly. Because I mean, they're 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 putting the money in already without subsidies. Subsidies, I feel like, are great for things that everyone collectively knows we need to deal with, but understand that there's not like a like a, a proper market value to make it. 
you know, so like ma- to, 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 to allow capitalism to do its, like na- you know, run its natural course. Right. We, we, you know, we talked about this too with like the whole thing with China and the U.S. and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, personally, I think the subsidies are kind of in the uh, environmental territory right now, if anything. Well, of course, yeah. Because no one seems to want to handle that too much. But the AI thing's pretty sweet, but... Hmm. Yeah, dude. Imagine I've, that. I, yeah, I've always seen everything about AI and whatnot as like an inevitable end. Like it is heading that way, whether we want it to or not. There's no reason to assist it further by the government. The government's much better off, in my opinion, subsidizing or assisting in other efforts, like that you know, less combating climate change yeah. issues right. and all that stuff, renewable energy. Like maybe focus in that area. I think that'd be all right. You yeah. guys are familiar with the term the singularity when it comes to technology, right? You mean the gray goo? <laughs> I watched no, not the this movie called <laughs> Sink. <laughs> gray goo, dude. <laughs> Yeah, Sync was directly inspired by Ray Kurzweil's singularity theory. But generally the idea <clears> with the singularity, it, and there's different theories that are put forth, but singularity when it comes to black holes is a point where all physics break down and you can no longer predict things based on normal physical yeah. theorems and formulas. The center of a black hole, essentially. Exactly. And then you also have the event horizon, where once you cross the event horizon, there's no going back because the gravity is too strong to but let you leave the black didn't hole. didn't something just come out of a black hole the other day? Technically, stuff does come out of black holes. It's called Hawking radiation, okay. but it's very, very tiny. Because they also, just, I just read an article about something, some some form of light coming out of a black hole. I believe Hawking radiation is also when you have uh, positrons and negatrons, or like antimatter and posimatter, uh, splitting apart. Ooh. Then one of them gets sucked into the hole, and the other one... Shoots out. That's what I, I've, in a, a brief history of time. That's no, what, I, I I don't think you're wrong at all. Okay, I was just like, oh man, I like the words you're saying. <laughs> like, yeah, Na- th- I just read this the other day. NASA sees for the first time ever something coming out of a black hole. But it wasn't the first time. There's been radiation from black holes before. Well, what is it? What did they see? It's in 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 a brief history of time. Stephen Hawking writes about how you know you have matter and you have antimatter. Um, and the radiation is basically like one half of that split being sucked into the hole while the other half doesn't get sucked in. Yeah. And that's the radiation. Hmm. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I, I, didn't I get feel that like far you probably know book. more about it than I, I do. I, I, <laughs> I got about through the first third of it. Yeah. Anyways, that's probably a really rough, awful explanation. And he was is that book on Audible by any chance? <laughs> you, you are wrong. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> do you think it's read in like his voice? That would be Audible? awful if it was. But... <laughs> Anyways, the whole point of the singularity is that... Wait, his original voice? <laughs> so we're crossing an event horizon here, which is machine learning. And you hit this point where when machine learning can work on machine learning and make machine learning better to make a better machine learning algorithm to improve machine learning, boom, you hit this exponential curve and it goes up. And sure. that's you stepping Scary. across that event horizon because there's lose, no going back. You kind of lose control. Yes. This is, that's specifically what Elon Musk refers to when he says opening like uh, the Pandora's genie out box. of the bottle. Yeah. Like it's like, no, it's summoning the demon. I think <laughs> his specific quote was like, oh yeah, they, the, the people summoning the demon were pretty sure they could control the demon, but you know. Yeah. yeah. But so this happens, you cross the event horizon, technologically speaking, with AI, where AI itself starts improving things uh, better than humans can. And so you're entirely reliant on AI which can also be a tool that you don't fully understand how it functions internally. It's like how we don't understand how our brains necessarily function internally. Mm-hmm. And it goes and goes and goes, and then you reach the technological singularity where all understanding of societal norms and human progression break down, and you're no longer able to use your uh, anthropology and historical theories to predict things because suddenly AI has taken over and the entire concept of how life functions is different. So that's the technological singularity. Um, the schedule. entire concept of how life functions? No, sorry, not like how like life biologically functions, how society functions, basically. How 
like economics and society and history and anthropology and like all these other things that I see. Yeah. Markets and right and industry. Like you can't say, oh, currency is going to fluctuate because and... there's a big, you know, f- frost that killed the wheat, you know, yields over in Siberia. Like you know, that doesn't apply anymore. None of those theories apply anymore. What would happen in that scenario? Like if if an AI was in control of the markets and that did happen. Well, imagine there's no more markets. Imagine there's no more software programming. Imagine that. Imagine that we're suddenly thrust into a situation where all things that like. We're not that far from like needing to go out and like scrounge for berries and bushes still. Like people right. seem to think that we're like, oh, we're all it's set. Like three, and life is it's good. like four. <laughs> I see people on the street and, that are on drugs and stuff, and I'm like, I'm three bad decisions away from that. Yeah, scrounging for berries is like four. I think if an AI was to exist on that level, like we're talking about genie out of the bottle. I don't think it's a singular AI. Well, I think it's a. It's everything is suddenly AI designed, and suddenly everything is better with AI. You know, if somebody control like. I don't think even somebody would be controlling it per se. It's just like imagine AI suddenly starts just designing and predicting everything. And I think It'll, honestly, yeah, I, like th- a... I think it would be completely positive until it finds an energy source that's off planet that's better than Earth. Hmm. And so basically, it would probably it's an AI's best interest is to keep humans working and like alive and happy and helping it because the moment we stop, like I think AI will reach a. It's 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 already clear right now. We we like the AI and in computer learning is better than what it can accomplish in the physical world. As far as like, I you know the great example is like you hire a plumber to fix like some some stuff in your house. Having a robot that is able to come to your house and like do all that that like you know it's very specific small things like that. You know that's really hard for something you know that's robotic or yeah. computer controlled to accomplish. And so it will. It would heavily, heavily rely humans to on on humans to interact with the physical world, and so that's why it would actually be really symbiotic. And I really, I really honestly believe that. There's so many effed up scenarios that could result but, from that. But the there's thing also is, a lot of great scenarios. But too. the thing is, no, is it, would, it, would, yeah. it, would, it would basically it would be a symbiotic thing with people where it's like, hey, we're gonna help basically control thinking for the globe. While everyone else gets to live their like physical pastoral like <laughs> lifestyle, where you don't have to worry about technology, you know, yeah, and and you don't have to worry about that stuff, and basically just just work on some cool space probes for us, the the computer hive mind, so that way we can explore space properly and find more but energy then, sources. Uh, yeah, and yeah, but it, but in all likelihood, in that scenario, you don't need nearly as many humans as are around today. True. Also, I believe perhaps. I can't remember if we've already I mean, crossed you don't need seven well, billion. Sure, people. sure, but yeah. you know, whatever. To to to, to research change space creates probes. friction. No, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to like be like, ooh, change creates friction. Everyone knows that. I'm just saying, like, wow. Well, we that's d- interesting. I mean, yeah, we don't need seven billion people as it is right now. But is, are you are you suggesting we like trim oh, the herd or something? No, like, no. Right? I, know, no. I know you're not. I'm just yeah. saying. Right, it's like, don't go down this. We road, don't really boys. have control don't over that. Don't go down this road. You don't. You don't want to see what's I've also just realized that like this is the second podcast in a row where we've talked extensively about ai and it's stuff. cool it's yeah. really sweet you're like wow all of my dreams in sci-fi like imaginary <laughs> okay, like you know worlds that, you, are being realized you know that scene in the third matrix where he meets the architect yeah well, what a, okay sorry what an obscure reference what a bad movie oh yeah that <laughs> what was a bad, bad scene movie. right but but my point is at the at the at one of the ends of those roads sam is a situation where is a situation where there's a bunch of old CRT. Sorry, is a situation where there's only like where there's only like a few people, and they're just created like in an AI lab, 
to oh. to do research and 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 things that the AI yeah. can't do. But that's if you're like really pessimistic. Hey, you guys want to talk some conspiracy? <laughs> hey, you guys want to talk some conspiracy theories? Yes, of course. We always. We, yeah. All right, here we go, guys. Welcome to the conspiracy theory podcast, hot off the presses. Here we go. Ready, Nico? Right. Go, go. All right, I'm starting with this one. How long do you think until some machine or AI is classified as a life form? Oh, uh, four months. I mean, four who, months. Who's classifying? Who's, who's doing the classifying? <laughs> United States a government. A large substance of the population. Uh, a large swath of the population considers a Twitter oh, poll. That's that's like tomorrow. A swath of the population. I, that's, a that's, large swath. That's arguably that's like right the now. basis to get to no, become we're, a Democratic we're primary well, actually, no, presidential I, I t- candidate. I, everything you read on Twitter and the majority of opinions you read on Twitter are not the majority of opinions of people on the planet. So sure. we need to separate that. How about how about the United States Supreme Court? Mm. Okay. And I don't mean like yes, biologically that, defined. Uh, that uh, the Supreme Court of the United States is something I can respect. That's something that's tangible. Yes. So that's that's a, at least that's you're, not you're just talking about go like, with the winds of of emotion. It's kind of up to perception. Like I'm not saying like Wait, in so, like oh it has cells therefore it's alive. I'm more than say, saying like when you look at something you say that's alive. Okay, but are you talking about consciousness or like actual like breathing living I would say because, like, I feel like we're far closer to creating a conscious mind that only yeah. lives in a computer, but is real and has memories right. and feelings and emotions. Yeah, um, that. Gosh, I mean, Not, see, I don't mean like biological. I mean like, I don't know what the term for this would be, but yeah, minimum a hundred years. Effectively, like a oh, I'm an far empathetic, less than that. an empathetic understanding with the being where you feel like it's alive and you identify with it as being alive. A, the, a mental understanding of it being alive, even though biologically. It, it doesn't have DNA and it doesn't have cells. Like yeah. you know, it doesn't follow the well, biological definition. So, so the Boston Dynamics video we did, where Wiz Khalifa was like, "That's cruel." Yeah. <laughs> you know, okay, cruel. It's a robot. Is throwing a toaster cruel? Because like you know, if, if he thinks this robot has emotions or is thinking or anything, you can say the word cruel. You know, mm-hmm. it's like so. I'd, I'd argue. That, I think he said it like, "Yo, that's cruel." I know, but you but, know, not like that's cruel. No, but but what I'm getting at is that like, well, by that simple the. the the simple definition is projecting, you know, or yeah. thinking and feeling about this inanimate object. I think that currently it is happening right now. You're right. I but mean, that's, people that's just the anthropomorphic, promorphizing of of. It's like it, it's, it's an actual, but, yeah. But, but on, it's going to be a scale. Bus, but it's going to be video, a scale. I mean. But like, look at animal life. You know, you look at things from like a bird or like a worm or a bug, and then you look at like a whale. And an elephant and these life forms that have like really complex like like just brains and they think and dolphins and so it's like mm-hmm. that's like saying if if you think a you know a, a worm is is like a, a thinking being and then you turn to a dolphin it's like no they're totally on different levels as far as complexity and emotions and thought right, yeah. and things like that and so it's a sliding scale I think and it really it really ultimately is just the 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 beholder's perception you know mm-hmm. like that that's and then that's why I'm saying it's happening right now because people are looking at robots and going, "Hey, I feel bad for that robot. It's because don't don't mess with it, you know." And and that's that's like the lowest level. That's like seeing a bug that's helpless and someone's like, "Don't step on it." Right. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like it's a little different for our Boston Dynamics video because it was an actual like person thing. Like it's obviously not a human, but it's 
acting like a human. I mean, it's I mean, Clint. Is, it's it was actually Clint. a human. Yeah. It's literally Clint. Where, um, where, where so, like, <laughs> when we're beating up on this human thing, we're able to project our own emotions onto it and be like, oh, man, if I was that robot, I'd, I'd be annoyed. But all the people who didn't see the BTS. the robot fights back in that video. Yeah, it gets true. annoyed. It actually exudes there annoyance. There you go. There you go. Well, so yeah. where do you think this comes from in the human psyche? Do you think that this feeling of, hey, you shouldn't, even the, at the lowest level, you shouldn't squash that bug, kick that robot, do you think that comes from this sort of um, like uh, communal bonding and dependence that humanity has totally. upon itself? I think itself? it comes from a fear of entropy and our desire to bring order to chaos. Well, death is entropy. entropy. And death is is chaos and entropy, and life. Well, I is think order. there's a more biological reason for it yeah. than that. I think, I think it's because because humans are inherently reliant upon one another to survive. I agree. And so agree. we've developed over time this biological understanding that if something is being harmed it's it could might not be good for us exactly yeah. Yeah. fear of chaos yeah. sounds cooler though well sure fear but, of chaos. <laughs> yeah, but, no, i think jake's touching on the right thing though. yeah, yeah it's, an, right. it's, and it's an, right. an instinctual decision that like we want allies over enemies basically and regardless of where they live you know in the animal kingdom or what kind of person they are yeah so i'm gonna follow up it's time to go deeper guys conspiracy theory time wait Nico, Whoa. hold that thought We're in already three, like a 20 million one, feet. and hey guys, and welcome to the sponsorship segment of this video where I tell you about today's awesome sponsor, Storyblocks. Now, if you don't know, Storyblocks is a members-only one-stop shop for all your stock video needs. Why is that awesome? Well, first and foremost, they offer unlimited downloads for as long as you have a membership. So if you're a video editor or a creator and you need b-roll you need after effects templates you need motion backgrounds storyblocks is the one-stop shop for you now also everything that they have on their site is royalty free and it's studio quality so you never have to worry about it not working or not being able to use it for particular purposes you just have a membership and anytime you need something simple you just go on there you grab the asset that you need and you put it in the video. It works real great. We use it here all the time, and I gotta say, it's a lot easier than trying to go out and get stuff on our own. So if you guys are interested, all you have to do is go to storyblocks.com slash corridorcast, and you can check out more information, and you can sign up. And like I said, unlimited downloads, studio quality, one-stop shop for all your stock video needs. So go on and check out Storyblocks at storyblocks.com slash corridorcast. We'd be glad if you did. They'd be glad if you did, and oh yeah, You'd be glad if you did. So, back to the podcast. Okay, so time to go deeper down the conspiracy theory hole. We're talking about artificial life. Do you guys think? <laughs> wow, do you guys? Ren. Wow. <clears throat> if you guys, if you guys are listening, only Ren is cuddled up next to Nico, ready, ready for the next story. I want, I want them cuddles. If a computer had a brain, <laughs> how big would that brain be? <laughs> Size of the motherboard <laughs> and the GPU. <laughs> what part of the computer is the lungs? Um, <laughs> there we go. The fans, duh. The fans. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Do you guys think that scientists have created a cell in a lab from inanimate materials, but they haven't said anything yet? Are you talking about fabricating life? Fabricating life. Oof. I don't think so. I, my hunch is no. I don't I'm, think they've taken the. I'm sure they're trying really and hard. And I'm sure, them together. Oh, I'm sure they're trying. I'm sure they're working on it pretty hard, but I don't think they've succeeded yet. Yeah, it's it's really that is the same as the creating of fire but, almost. But the, okay, so 
the creating life aspect of that, yeah, but they are working on like basically 3D printing and gr- not 3D printing specifically, but like growing organs and whatnot. Is right, that but you're starting different? With, you're already starting with living cells. Right. I'm talking about taking like, okay, I got my ribonucleic acid and I got my... Sorry, that's about as far as my terminology goes. <laughs> like right. biology. That, isn't that RNA? Isn't that just like yeah. the alternative DNA? Like right. the, the middle ground? I don't know. Yeah. I, I, so I, I got my T's and my C's and my G's and my A's. And I got my other your, your ingredients. Soup, man. I got my serotonins and my dopamines and I got my water and my saline. And I got, I got all the different things I need. I got my lipids, my fatty acids, my amino acids. Which are all just building like basically giant organs already based off of uh, smaller no, molecules those are, I mean, those and are, atoms and whatnot. Yeah, those are basically different chemicals. That's, that's right, right. Oh, well, yeah. All I'm saying is that them, those are built off of atoms. And I stir them together and I get a cell. I mean, that's like creating fire. It's the world's most advanced stirring. So, I <laughs> Very mean, advanced stirring. Well, I mean, stirring uh, with a blueprint made out of DNA. So, like, let's say the planet's been around for, like, four and some change billion years, okay? So, like, how many billions back? Is that it? Was the first four living billion. living cell. Three oh, billion. That's, that's Three billion, no, you think? it's, it's 4.17. So, I guess, because that's, I think, really the question. How, how... Hey, Siri, when did life begin on Earth? Oh, life? Are you talking about... Okay, hold up. That's way different, Nico. No, yeah, no, no it is very different. Siri didn't listen L- to me. Life has only been around for, like, one to two billion years. And so, that existed for the longest time as just, like, tiny little cells. These yeah. little things. Like, al- not even algae. Algae was super advanced. Well, that's, what the qu- that's I think, the answer, though, is, like, how, how likelihood... Like, how likely do you think it's that scientists have been able to compress... Those billions of years of random chance in in a lab setting. Three point five billion years ago, I called it. Damn, oh. Dang. that life started. Early mm-hmm. cells. So basically, scientists have a right. hundred days right. to make life. A <laughs> hundred <beers, laughs> bill, billion years movie. of life in a hundred days. Um, I don't know. I don't think Dang, that's possible. How re- life really started that it long. Started ago? pretty quick, which makes you wonder if life is actually way more prevalent than. Because that, like, Earth is only like four, four and a half billion years old. Yeah. And wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's let's walk this. Let's walk this back, though. Hey Siri, how, how long, is how long was Earth molten? Nico, how old was the universe? Nico, thirteen point seven billion years need, old. All that you what need. What happened? Where it was like Earth right, was so, like, hey, let's just all, make all it, that make you it. need to create life is like a couple elements, right? A couple fundamental elements. You got your proteins. You got well, your. Well, those aren't elements, but yeah. Sorry, you got your amino acids. <laughs> I don't know anything about this. It just seems like there's probably a couple fundamental chemicals and things like that right. that that seem to be identified as as core to this, right? And millions of years of chance, of course. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're still talking about from the time that the Earth was created, assuming the math is correct. It's four point five. I just checked. Four point five. That's is the a Earth. billion years before yeah. life in the smallest. Most minute form was created. That's a, a one B. But we're talking just B. pure random sludge being struck by lightning in a puddle. Like I actually don't know how. It yeah, happened, but I'm. But, ta- but I'm. Just, <laughs> but like you, you had that. You have that so, heat element from the from all this stuff colliding in mm-hmm. space. Earth was mm-hmm. very hot. Com- combined with like all of the chemicals that are there, it seems like. I mean, I don't know, but it, it seems like it. My my point being is, if the Earth could do it in a billion years, just accidentally. I kind of feel like at this point, so we may have done it in a lab intentionally, or maybe it was an AI from the future that went back in time. It's gonna be. It. But what do you think that would do to society to find out that somebody created a cell from literally just from taking the ingredients and put them together, and boop? I mean, that would be, be fantastic for science and That'd medicine. Be a really big deal. Do you think that would just cause every church to come collapsing down at that point, or like, nah, nah, it wouldn't. No, nah, people wouldn't care. No. <laughs> Churches still exist, even though all of this science stuff 
Even uh, though the whole universe is like mapped out. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it's very different yeah, forms but, of thinking. Like what's beyond the universe? You know, that's See, the I, question. That's the thing. I never thought it. And this is this is very like a very much of a rebellious opinion. But I never <laughs> thought that science and church honestly were that much different. I just thought church was the, a way of explaining science differently. I think that's the like healthy mindset about church. That's what it's always seemed like yeah. to me growing about, up. Growing up, when people were like, "Yeah, there was Adam and Eve, and there was the seven days, and da 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 da," I was like, "That's just a way of someone who existed thousands of years ago writing down what we now know in their own interpretation of it." Yeah, I mean, I think that's the kind of common sense, healthy way. Like, this, I'm going to go on a limb here. I'm going to say, like, you know, church has always seemed like it's more appropriate to understanding the human condition than actually explaining questions about the universe yeah yeah well i think like once you start like if you if you chop off the first seven or eight days or so you know <laughs> that are described <laughs> in the start bible on day or eight, eight? yes yeah, start, <laughs> start on day eight we start on day eight i right. think i'm i mean i'm pretty cool with it to be honest <laughs> i mean everything, <laughs> everything before then i'm like ah yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll read you some passages that are, are that are a bit questionable, but it, no, it just makes it more entertaining. Yeah, that that's how it always I mean, seemed to me. Sure, there's yeah. It's like I I never understood the people who were like, no, actually, there's no such thing as dinosaur bones. Those are fake. Like, what? I don't understand why this isn't congruent with everything else. That's it's like, in yeah, this why book. why do you have to be so hard on these dino bones? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like there's still plenty of like really great things. But anyway, remember, I that digress. Flat, remember that flat Earth documentary on Netflix? Oh yeah. There? No, I do not remember it. Not not the Logan Paul one that we worked on. No, I'm not. You said Netflix. Yeah. No, I didn't watch okay. it. I, I heard about oh, it though. It was all right. It was more of a character study than it was like about anything else. Uh, um, it was like these sad men are about to have their minds blown. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but Jan was talking to me, and he pointed out something that he was really disappointed that the documentary glossed over, which is there's a big tie-in to, like, fundamental Christianity and flat earthers. Well, it's the fundamentalists that give yeah. Christianity a bad name, man. Yeah. I mean, I think by well, the fundamentalists large... of anything tend to give anything oh, a bad God, name. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> That's true. They, take the, they really take the fun out of it. They really uh, do. They take the they fun really out of fundamentalism. Do. Sorry, that's the swear word. Ex- we get two explicit, of explicit audio, guys. <laughs> they really do. They really ruin it for everyone else. Because at any time anyone wants to make a critical argument and say Christianity is bad for the world, all they do is point to the crazy fundamentalists who don't accept crusades. science <laughs> or the Crusades when it does have real value that who people f- can can wait, have. Wait, 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 life. wait, wait. Who's pointing to the Crusades? Still, people say that <laughs> all, all the time. time. They're what like, "What does that you even know what's mean?" Wrong with religion, it's the cause for all the world's wars. Look at the Crusades. It's yeah. like, you know, I really have a problem. I, it's like I, the I, first thing anyone says. <laughs> I the Crusades eight hundred years ago. Yes, up to, up I have to like five hundred years. You know what ago. really burns yeah. my biscuits? It's the Charter of the Forest from like the year thirteen hundred twelve. Magna Carta. <laughs> and, from and you know what? 11. I think it was total BS how the Magna Carta wasn't up. It's like, all right. Well, Sam, little do you know. Sounds like little do you know. That those events helped shape help shape the environment that you live in today in in ways and ways and means that you might never know. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that means we can. All right. To, speaking of shaping yeah. history and shaping the future, here's a real thing that's going on. <laughs> this is a, my great another great transition presented by me. <laughs> um, <clears throat> have you guys heard about what's going on in, in Hong Kong? Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I love it. I've been yeah, trying so, to. Keep I, up and understand it, but I mean, I don't love. I'm not doing a good job. This it, headline. So here's it. here's a quick summary. Prepare to die, Hong Kong protesters embrace hardcore tactics challenging <laughs> Beijing. 
Here's here's a summary. Um, in June, so first and foremost, the thing that you need to understand about Hong Kong is it was part of the British Empire until 1997. I've been to Hong Kong. Awesome. Super cool. Yeah. I love the city. So in 1997, along the same Somebody's time. Somebody's got a passport. Uh, along, <laughs> I don't uh, anymore. Along the same, about, <laughs> at, at about the same amount of time that the United States was like, hey, let's give back the pa- Panama Canal, this thing that we built. Anyway. I could go on, but um, <laughs> what did Panama have to do with Hong Kong? Sorry, it's, it was around the same time, and I'm saying oh. like the, the the geopolitical ecosystem was like, let's okay, give okay, everything I'll, 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 back, stop, stop, guys. Okay, don't talk it's about true. the Panama Canal. It's true. Anyway, might as well just 1997. It's like the Crusades. UK gives back Hong <laughs> Kong to to mainland China. Right. Okay. okay. But there was a bunch of basically Hong Kong was uh, this huge financial center. It still is today. That was mm-hmm. developed and established through basically. You know, Western financial practices and Western laws uh, w- regarding things like individual freedoms and things like that. Yeah. Right. And so when they gave it back, they were like, well, we're not just going to give you to the communists. It's like, we're going to establish a dual constitution, one country system. Man, look at those freaking where, police. Where the, where the uh, Hong Kong city has a separate government mm-hmm. and a separate constitution that's separate from mainland China. Now, this constitution protects like individual freedoms and it protects like certain financial laws that are different in Hong Kong that they are in China and this basically this agreement was supposed to go on for 50 years mm-hmm. and over the last 20 mm-hmm. the surprise surprise the central government of China has started to erode right a lot right, of these yeah. rights China's not too into that right and so all of this began in June when the um uh, government of Hong Kong basically tried to pass an extradition bill that would allow for Hong Kong citizens who are under that constitution to be sent to mainland China for crimes and dirty. for punishment. That's dirty. Mm-hmm. It's dirty. And so it, everyone that's, in that's Hong, a one way trip. Yeah, and everyone in Hong mm-hmm. Kong was like, "We're not going to agree to this. We we have the Hong Kong constitution. We, we have for a first reason. world freedoms. We have. It's true though. It is. And, and no, so, I'm serious. Yeah. And so they so they had all these protests, and then basically for fear, in part for fear of like what the mainland government would do after the fact, it's caused the protesters to become hardened and more emboldened into their position to try to like push off these this years of of like. Encroaching. Uh, encroachment and unrest that has been slowly like seeping in under the surface of the Hong Kong system. Mm. And so yeah. now it basically it's a it's a direct threat to the Ch- Chinese central government. It and is. The Chinese central government came out. Im- imagine if the United States government said this in a statement. This is what they told the protesters in Hong Kong last week. They oh, said, wait. I think Surrender I know what you're now about to or prepare to be a... Oh, they said, we <laughs> would like to make it very clear to the very small group of unscrupulous and violent criminals and the dirty forces behind them, those who play with fire will perish by it. Wow. And as for their punishment... That's a declaration And award. as for their punishment, it's only a matter of time. Don't <laughs> misjudge the situation and mistake our restraint for weakness. And don't ever underestimate the resolve and strength of the central government. Wow. Yes. Which That's is true. exactly why everyone is protesting. <laughs> yes. That's true. Saying, we're going to take you over whether you like it or not. This right. Is, this That's is, crazy. This is the action. This is what's so happening ballsy. there. You know, like everyone. That's a misstep, honestly, to like put out a public release <laughs> like that. Straight up. Well, everyone or, in, or arrogance because they know like, they're going to get their way. This yeah. is like the, the ultimate story of like 21st century, like 
just 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 like rebellion and freedom and like everything everything people worry There's about so happening much here yeah it's like, crazy like everyone in the united states you know when we're talking about all our politics over here it's like oh you know we oh my gosh they're gonna take over and they're gonna take our guns and stuff like that it's like dude this is actually happening this is the epitome of all those issues that's why i think i wanted to bring this up because it's it's this is a real version of what people like to complain about here. Yeah, that's quick, actually happening. Hey, Christian, pull up uh, drone footage, racing drone footage of the Hong Kong protests. There's some really, really awesome flights of like racing drones over the, the crowds of people protesting in Hong Kong. It's really awesome. So, okay, continue. The, 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 the Chinese government keeps saying that the CIA is involved with this, <clears throat> which they probably are. Um, They're probably like and aiding. It, right. And I mean, but, I mean, but of that's course a good they thing. Would. Of course they that's would. That's a good thing. Because the central government clearly wants to take away the freedoms of the people in Hong Kong. Search Team Black Sheep. But this is a crazy situation, you guys. And and, and this is... Yeah, this isn't... Go. I don't yes. think it's talked about quite enough. Oh, my enough. God. Yeah. Probably like one-tenth of the country, Good like one-fourth of the country came out to these protests. Yeah, a million people are at this one. Look at this. And don't crash and fall into people. people. Oh, my yeah. God. It is a smaller drone, so it's not going to hurt All too right, much everyone who's in the face, Everyone but... who is listening, make sure you do pull up this video if you uh, if you have a moment. Uh, it's Team Black Sheep's Drone Over Hong Kong Protest. Team Black Sheep is like the OG, like... FPV. This uh, is stunning. This is I've seen is and stunning. read articles and seen photos from this, but this video is already surpassing and making a stronger impact with me than anything I've seen so we're, far. Like we're literally is, everywhere are people. Hong Kong is a massive city. What we're seeing is a, a racing drone flying over just swaths and swaths of people in Hong Kong. Hundreds of thousands, most likely. Yeah. Oh, I heard it's really it was a sense like of scale to it. And they're doing yeah. a little trick here flying Two up million? the skyscraper. And they're doing some Two cool drone tricks. Two people, yeah. <laughs> While also diving buildings. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm getting all this journalistic Holy info, but I'm also going to have some fun and dive. So there's building. an interesting thing that's going on here that, that happens all the time. And, and the UK agreed with the central government of China, and they said basically, okay, guys, everyone in Hong Kong, you're, you're put on notice. You've got 50 years. They signed this treaty in, two, in 1997. It's supposed to go to 2047. Oh, geez. And that's, there's, a, there's an interesting parallel that can be drawn at the origin of the United States with the um, with this issue Ooh. of slavery. Keep the, keep the video Because basically awesome. everyone knew it was like, hey, this isn't going to last, but we're not going to do it. Ne- we're not going to deal with this Things now get, because it's going to destroy the country. Guys. And sure enough, 80 years later, there was a huge war fought over it. Hmm. And the, the, I mean, you're seeing the seeds of something similar being sown here. Yes. Because obviously people want individual freedoms. I, no one in Hong Kong will ever go back to what they're offering in mainland no, China. No, never. Never. Yeah, because yeah. they've all been granted like the independent oh, sovereignty guess, of a guess being a what? The, everyone in being. Hong Kong is upset by all the people from mainland China that invade into Hong Kong to, like, purchase real estate and to, like, try to live there and to try to become part of that system because it's a much better system. Dude, the Chinese purchasing uh, real estate is becoming a big problem in Canada, too. And like, in the Pacific Northwest. Because they're just buying tons of real estate and not putting any people there, so you're not getting any of the benefits from actually having people in oh. those... Well, that's a whole that's a whole other topic now, which is the idea of the real in, real estate and investment companies basically purchasing and buying property for Airbnb usage. 
which is gutting oh. downtown areas of major cities like in Iceland, in Reykjavik. Oh, Damn, really? Interesting. Si- I, I, I hard. think You're about six, hard. 60% of uh, properties or so in Reykjavik right now are rental. Are they really? Arguably, though, that'll balance Everyone itself out. It's crazy. So no. Yeah, anyways. That's more than half. It's nuts. Wouldn't, wouldn't the market forces <laughs> dictate I, my, my, that I think <laughs> it's either 60 or 40%. Either way, pretty... Right. It's a small difference, to be honest. What were you saying, Nico? I said, wouldn't the market forces dictate that that's a necessary thing at a certain point? If like, if the rental, if the people are paying the prices and renting those properties out, it shows that there's that much demand for rental properties. There is, but it's it's also just the idea of like, how do you deal with this from like an economy yeah. slash city-based perspective when you have a city that no just, one lives in? It kind of just comes from overpopulation, <laughs> I feel like. Overpopulation yeah. in global community, Either which way. is just something we all have to struggle with Tangent. in general. I, Not so necessarily a bad thing. Just to get back to this China thing, this China. Hong Kong thing, what if you guys were if you guys were there, what would you do? I would. I think it'd be cool to try to put out a tear gas canister like those guys were doing. Yeah, I saw. Oh, that. I saw that video. Yeah. yeah, where they they. I don't even know what all they did. They just they, dr- they dropped a cone they and ended a bunch of chemistry inside of it, and walked yeah, so away. Like I read up on that. Those tear gas canisters are exothermic reactions. Okay. So they need to cool it down, and what they do is they, they throw like a traffic cone over it, and they pour a bunch of water in it, to, like not necessarily to smother it, but to cool it down. And by cooling okay. it down, it stops spitting off as much tear gas. Right. Yeah. Dude, okay, so but they, is that all they did? I thought throw they some did dry some dry ice in there or something like that. I think just water, lots and lots of water. Yeah, I think it was just water. Yeah, I, th- I saw someone with like a like a water cooler jug or something in one of them too. Yeah, here it is, right here. Is this where they come in with? Yep. Yeah. Okay, so traffic cone goes down water, a hole water. on the top of the traffic yep. can, so they're pouring it in traffic can, traffic cone. So they're um. Did did you just save the web page? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So they got the water cooler jug there, and now it's cool. It. Like they can handle it, and they like take it and they get rid of it. They got tongs and stuff. Dude, look at this. Hell yeah. This is crazy. Yes. Just a bunch out. of sieves just doing work. These, these guys Man. really know their stuff. It's like, this is a really organized, like, anti-riot police. I'm also surprised the police haven't started using bullets. After the They're Tiananmen using Square. rubber bullets. Yeah, but so after Tiananmen Square, they just straight up, like, pulverize people with tanks and ground them into, like, meat. Yeah, that's why they're not doing that. Well, they're yeah, not doing it because, because there's so many because people filming. Yeah. Like, because seriously, it's like... I mean, they'd start a civil war instantly. Right. They, they would yeah. start a civil war, and then people would have to shoot, like... I'm also really proud of everyone in Hong Kong protesting. As a human, I'm proud. Yeah, right. It makes me feel really good to see this happening because, absolutely, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad people are fighting for the rights to be people, to be a person, and to to not let anybody else tell them like this is what you have to do and this is how you're going to do it. Not have a government assign control of your God-given rights as a person. Yeah, absolutely. Not to condense your entire life into a social media score. Aggression of society. I forget that that's a thing. The social media score thing is actually in practice today in China, which is literally from an episode of Black Mirror. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it's like I I remember first hearing that. Oh yeah, China's going to do this. I was like, man, that's like that's crazy. That's like that Black Mirror episode. And then I actually saw that it's in effect today. Like it's actually a thing now. Yeah. I just can't tell if it's like, do they really think it's for the betterment in betterment of society, or is it just kind of like a like a pessimistic kind of reaction to like controlling a, an unruly population? No, I feel like I feel like a bit of Chinese government culture is that of everything's for the betterment of the entire culture and society at the expense of the individual. I think it's a yeah. little bit of that cultural mindset over there. Yeah. Um, not saying that every person believes that, but that's like kind of how the government. Perhaps, yeah. Because China goes back 
very far into history. Yeah, yeah at like, least a few years. <laughs> <laughs> to 97 or so? <laughs> China's history is, is about I mean, 2,000 years old. Arguably, yeah. China is like the oldest established like, I thought, government. No, I was like, way longer? Way yeah, longer, longer than, than that. Yeah. Is it? No, um, they've been chilling since before Greece was even Well, I mean, thing. I read Sun Tzu. Yeah, like and Rome's about, collapsed. That's about 2,000 uh, years Greece old. Greece has collapsed. Or, or uh, sorry, um, 1,500 years old. The Arabic, the golden age of uh, Arabia has collapsed, Like, but China still persisted. That's true. It's funny to see how, I mean, I know this is somewhat unrelated to the manufacturing and middle class boom in that country, but it's funny to see how the country has developed from an outside perspective over the last 20 years. Yeah. I mean, I remember when we were, when we were growing up, when we were kids, it was, it was very much like rural China was very much a thing. And then there was cities with big manufacturing. And as that manufacturing base got bigger, people became more middle class. I mean, remember when things used to say made in Japan on them? Well, they still do. Not as much. Japan used to be the... Oh, yeah. yeah. I did, you mean in yeah. the 90s? Yeah. yeah in the early, as yeah. a small experiment the other day, I did a, uh, a little kind of... I, I scoured my living room with Sarah and we're like, all right, let's just, just see what happens when we look around. How many items are going to be made in China, and how many will be made just generally oh, elsewhere? You should, have made this out of a, you should have made a YouTube video out mm -hmm. of this. This would have done really well. Well, we still can. Guess what? Okay. And uh, <laughs> it was about like one in ten, basically. One wow, in ten was what? It? Not Chinese. Wow. Okay. Oh, one in ten was not Chinese. Yes. Oh. <laughs> so ninety percent of everything you own is Chinese. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I mean, if I dug deeper, went in my garage, maybe I'd find some different things. Right. Uh, find your you Ford. Know, I mean, I didn't like count like guns and stuff, but yeah. I don't think they're made in. China. Maybe they are made in China. <laughs> is made in China. There's no way no. that they're, they're, no. they're made in Tennessee. Anyway, so um, <laughs> it's an interesting thing. He's right. It might be. It might be worth making a little thing about it. But that being said, it's yeah, it's it's pretty extreme. Yeah. Mm. So a wild thing that's happening right now in the real world, guys. Check it out. Um, okay. Well. It's getting really hot in here. Yeah, I think that concludes this episode of the Corridor Cast. This is um, a good one. Yeah, I think uh, we've learned. We've all learned something. So intense. I, you know, I, I feel like these podcasts. Each time we we hop in here, it's a little bit of like conspiracy theory, a little bit of topics, you know, like news. But like, I feel like the headlines lately that we're kind of reacting to, um, everything's definitely steering in a certain direction. You know what I mean? <sighs> <laughs> you know, but, but don't you feel like it? Like it feels like every week there is something like really interesting happening on a global scale with like what we're doing with with China and stuff like this and stuff with AI and technology. Yeah, it's changing really right. fast, and I find it interesting how every time we uh, sit down to talk, the discussion kind of gravitates towards these topics. Well, here's the thing about here's the thing about technological advancement. It's like not it's not only increasing at at a, an accelerating rate. The acceleration itself is also accelerating. So it's like wow. if you look back at the year previous worth of technological advancement, your uh, natural like human instinct is to kind of just extrapolate that linearly forward one year. But it's like it's actually that's going to be far less than one year worth of progress yeah. going forward. And that rate is also significantly improving. So it's like next year that that rate will be quicker and then the year after that. It's like at is a certain why, point. Is that why every year seems shorter than the last one? No, that's just because we're getting old. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting old. <laughs> I know. Let's do it. 
All right, let's get old. Hey, thanks for watching, everyone. This was fun to do, and we're going to do more of them, so yeah. stay tuned. Yep, we'll be back probably next week. Hey, yeah. also, if you're a new listener, because we haven't really talked about this much on the podcast because we haven't done one in a while, but uh, our channels blew up this past couple of months here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if, you've if you're a new old, listener. If you are one of the five people out there who discovered the Corridor cast organically and don't know that we have three other YouTube, two other YouTube channels... Oh, I was going to do it the other way, as in like, hey, are you, did you just discover the Corridor cast because you just discovered our channels? Oh. Hey, welcome. Which is far more likely. I wish you I the see. best. I hope you enjoy everything you're listening to. Um, yeah, it's, I, I am honored <laughs> that you are listening to our podcast. That's what I was going to say. That, but makes, also, that makes more sense. Boy, if you found the podcast and you have never heard of any of our other channels, you are in for a treat. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> right. off. And the topic of next week's discussion is... Other things we've made. How hot <laughs> will you think it's going to be here next time? Oh, yeah. So this room, there's no air conditioning or ventilation. I'm at getting all. a quote on an air conditioner. We, 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 need, we need to bring a thermometer in for the next one. Here, Just, I have one. I legitimately I think it's, one probably, one it's, it. it's yeah. probably 95 degrees. I don't really sweat much, and it's I am humid, glistening though. like crazy. No, it's, it's reading 84. I think it's the humidity. 84, <laughs> 84 with 100% it's, it's humidity. It's practically <laughs> raining. Are there rain clouds on the ceiling? It looks it's like there's some fog hot. in here. It's 85 Seriously, degrees I'm super sweaty. I think we all are. All okay. right, I'm, we're, we're going to slide out of here, boys. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye.